This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please share your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri was sitting outside the original farmer's market in Los Angeles, on the curb where the farmers unload their trucks. It was early morning, the sun just barely peeking over the buildings down 3rd Street. Dimitri was sipping his cup of green tea, taking in the beautiful sights before him. Crates of cherries, chili peppers, figs, nectarines, leeks. One after the other, fruits and veggies filling the market with vibrant color and fragrance. It was a treat for Dimitri to see and feel his market come to life every morning. He closed his eyes and inhaled, lifting his nose to catch whiffs of the market's own blended scent. The warm, sweet sugar of his own pie shop, the fresh fruit, the baked breads, the savory cooked meats and fish from the food stalls prepping for the day's lunchtime hustle, the dirt and wet soil from the surrounding landscape, the gasoline and rubber of passing cars on the corner of Fairfax. Though the mix might sound strange, it was familiar and comforting to him. It was home. Just as he took one last deep breath, he smelled something he hadn't smelled for many years. An instantly recognizable scent, foul and overpowering, like rotting garbage, onions, sweaty socks, yet with a subtle tropical sweetness. Dimitri opened his eyes and smiled. Another farmer, returning to his truck from inside the market, waved his hand in front of his face and scrunched his nose. Ugh, what is that smell? Durian, Dimitri whispered. You think so, Papa Earth? There's nothing else in the world like it. I know the world, and I know its fruits. Ha, yeah, I believe that, Papa Earth. Who here would have durian, though? Let's investigate, shall we? Dimitri stood from the curb, and the farmer bowed slightly, motioning with his arms for Dimitri to lead the way. Dimitri tapped the tip of his own nose, winked at the farmer, and led him to the truck at the end of the row. There it was, on the tailgate of the truck, a fresh durian. Dimitri's eyes lit up at the sight of the melon-sized, thorny fruit. Now how did I know you'd find me, Papa Earth? The farmer winked as he adjusted his gloves that protected him from the fruit's sharp spikes. A few other farmers were gathered around, eagerly awaiting their chance to try it, though most were covering their noses. But not Dimitri. It's beautiful. Where did you find it? Dimitri asked. Thai Town, a tiny market my sister had told me about. She lives over near there in Silver Lake. Don't ask me how they got it, but I'm sure glad they did. What do you know of this fruit, Papa Earth? Dimitri smiled at the durian, as if greeting an old friend he hadn't seen in years. The king of fruits, Dimitri began. It's notorious for its smell. Easy to believe once you've experienced it. It has been likened to everything from sewage to rancid eggs to Limburger cheese, turpentine, and onions. Uh, Yeah, I'm picking up all those notes and more. Phew! All the farmers laughed. It's a Southeast Asian treat that foreigners and locals alike either love or hate. 
What do you think, Papa Earth? I love it, Dimitri said, again looking at the durian itself. Its flesh is like a rich, almond-flavored custard, with a unique blend of savory and sweet notes, like vanilla, cream cheese, and spices. I find it simply charming. But, charming as it may be, that hasn't stopped hotels and public transportation systems from banning it across Southeast Asia, thanks to its overwhelming, lingering stench. The farmers laughed again. Hey, I believe it. The smell really is that intense, the one farmer said, shaking his head, as if trying to direct the smell away from his nostrils. He cut open the fruit and removed the edible pods, handing the first piece to Dimitri, who hummed contently as he took the first bite. The rest was distributed amongst the farmers, who audibly ate their pieces with either delight or disgust. Dimitri couldn't help but laugh. (laughs) You know, he began again. According to Philippine legend, the durian wasn't always so ugly and smelly. Oh yeah? How did it get this way then? One farmer asked with a wink. Dimitri took the final bite of his durian fruit, licking his fingertips clean. As usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips... Like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. Once upon a time, there lived a king who ruled on the islands of Mindanao, Philippines. The king ruled with an iron fist. He was mighty and feared by all. Yet as powerful as he was, there was one person whom he could not control, his young and beautiful wife. You see, the king was an ugly man, inside and out. His wife was repulsed by his appearance and detested his behavior as king. And so one day, she ran away, back to her own family's kingdom. The king searched desperately for her. Where is she? Where is my wife? He stormed the halls of his palace, yelling at no one in particular, knocking the shoulders of his servants if they were in his path. Answer me! He screamed again at no one and everyone. Finally, a young servant boy stepped forward. He was holding a tray of bossy sugarcane wine in his sweaty, shaking hands. The bottle and glasses rattled against the tray louder than the boy's own voice. Speak up, the king commanded. The boy swallowed and cleared his throat before speaking again. She's, uh, she's gone, my king. She left for her father's kingdom early this morning. I overheard the villagers whispering. The king patted the boy on the head with a force that nearly made him drop his tray. The king took a glass of the wine, chugged it down, and then shattered the empty glass against the floor at his feet before storming away, leaving the servant boy to sweep up the broken pieces. Desperate, the king went to consult a half-god hermit who lived on the outskirt of the village. How can I make my wife stay with me? The king asked with whatever vulnerability he had left in his hardened heart. A love potion, of course, the hermit spoke as the king leaned in closer. In order to make it, you must obtain three things. The egg of a black tabin bird, twelve ladles of fresh milk from a caribou, and the nectar from a rare and beautiful flower. The king went pale at the hermit's request. Is it even possible to obtain such things? Yes, you will be able to find all three items of need. The hermit was right. In time, the king was able to find all three items, and he returned to the hermit with haste. Here, here, the egg, the milk, and the nectar, all here, he said as he displayed them before the hermit. Very good, the hermit said with a pleased smile. But before I can work my magic, you must do something for me. Of course, anything. What do you want? A promise. Promise for what? Promise to make me the guest of honor at the feast celebrating the queen's return. 
I promise. With that, the two shook hands. The hermit carefully made a small hole in the bird's egg, poured the caribou milk and nectar inside, and stirred it together with his enchanted bamboo stick. The king watched quietly in awe. Here, the hermit handed the egg to the king. Plant this in your garden, and have your wife eat the fruit of the tree that grows from it. She will fall in love with you and never leave your side again. The king followed the orders, and soon he picked a beautiful, large, smooth, sweet-smelling fruit from the tree that grew in his garden. He brought it on his journey to retrieve his wife, extending it to her as a peace offering. Sure enough, at the first bite of the fragrant, sweet, custard-like, magical fruit, the queen did fall in love with the king and returned home willingly. Overjoyed, the king called for a huge celebration in honor of his queen's return. He ordered a decadent feast, spectacular decorations, and lively entertainment, but consequently forgot one very important thing. He forgot to invite the hermit, whom he promised would be the guest of honor. Outraged at this insult, the hermit cursed the fruit, replacing its sweet smell with a foul odor, and covering its smooth rind with thorns sharp enough to draw blood. In time, the love potion's charm began to fade, and the king was unable to convince his queen to eat any more of the fruit that now repulsed her. Instead, the fruit caused her to grow hateful, reminding her of her husband's foul behavior and sharp demeanor. And so, the spiky, pungent fruit became known as durian, from the native word duri, meaning thorn. To this day, the charming yet cursed fruit has a polarizing effect, causing one to either fall in love or hate with the fruit itself. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. We'll be right back.